0: Welcome to God Mode, Living Life Undefeated. Join us each week as Pastor Chris delivers a message to encourage, challenge, and empower you to live life in God Mode. All messages can be listened to at www.godmode.life. Let's join today's message. Hey everybody, welcome to God Mode. I want to welcome you to week two in this series we kicked off last time called Don't Take the Bait. And what we're learning to do in this series is so important, and that is to live free from the trap, the trap of an offense. Now the reason we're calling an offense as a trap is simply because that's the word that Jesus used. Jesus used this very specific word in scripture about setting a trap. And other New Testament writers did as well. It's this Greek word scandalong and literally means the bait that you stick on a trap that when someone takes the bait, the trap closes over the victim and either kills the victim or completely traps it and cages it. And what we have to learn in our lives is that when we feel offended, when we feel offended, and there's going to be offenses coming in your life, but if you take the bait of an offense, you are the one that is going to destroy you, your family, your marriage, your kids, your career. And so we learned last time, we've got to learn to step over the trap and not take the bait. And I really feel like this series is coming at a really good time. I mean, if you look back over last year and the last few years, I mean, there's so much that we just want to forget. But when you think about it, someone has offended you. Something has offended you. And yet what we learned at the last podcast is this idea that avoiding an offense is impossible. Jesus says it's impossible. I mean, you're going to have offenses come your way. So avoiding this offense is impossible, but living offended is a choice. And the only way that you don't live offended is you have to learn not to take the bait, or even if you have taken it, is to get yourself free of the trap of an offense. And so today I want to take our conversation a little bit deeper, and I I want to talk about one of the most destructive traps you can ever fall into, and that is the trap of revenge. Now, there's there's universal truth out there that when we feel offended and, and when we feel wrong, it feels right to take revenge. I mean, let me just think about the earliest childhood memories. I mean, as a child, as a child, what happened? When someone pushed you, what did you automatically do? You pushed them back. I mean, if someone hits you, I remember this, you hit me, I'm like, bam, you just hit them back. Someone takes from you, what do you do automatically? Well, you take back from them, right? It's just kind of this idea that just kind of follows itself into adulthood, Okay, so can we get really real today? (laughs) Does anybody else want to admit besides me that when you feel offended, uh, you just don't want to get even? I mean, you want to go beyond it. You even want to take it up a notch. I don't want to get even. I want to get beyond it, right? And and in fact, I can relate in the opening pages of Scripture. It is really interesting in the verses in Genesis around chapter four. There's a man named Lemek, and there's not much we know about him. But listen to what it says in Genesis chapter four. If Cain is avenged seven times, then Lemek seventy-seven times. I will destroy you 77 times more. And I can relate to that. But what I want you to know today as we talk about this topic of getting revenge, here's what I want to introduce to you today, that this revenge is always a trap. It's always a trap. And it's such a sneaky trap to step over and not take the bait of wanting to get revenge. And here's why. If you're taking notes, it's this. It's not wrong to want justice. It's not wrong to want justice. I mean, when you feel harmed, when someone wrongs you, I mean, it can be a little bit or really, really bad. So maybe someone cheated on you. Someone stole some money from you. Someone mistreated you at work. I mean, they stole your idea or they slandered you. They told lies about you behind your back or someone told a secret that you asked them not to tell or maybe someone had an affair on you. So someone damaged your reputation in a way that it would be hard to come back from him. And maybe the worst and one of all, someone hurts someone you love, even your kids. When you feel an offense, listen, it's not wrong to want justice. That's not a wrong thing. In fact, we read in scripture, we learn that God, the one of his greatest attributes of God is justice. We know that one day all of us will stand before a holy and righteous God who is just. I mean, he's just in so many ways that the thing you feel that boils up into you that wants justice, you are created in the image of God. and, And that thing that wants justice is very natural. It's you being created in the image of God. And while that's true, let me put it this way. It's right to want justice. But it's always wrong to take revenge. And this is the the big thought today that we're going to talk about. There's this thing inside of us. It's right to want justice, but it's always wrong to take revenge personally. Now, when you first see that, it's almost like a contradiction. It's like a contradiction because one of our first thoughts that come to our mind is something like this. Well, if I don't do something to right this wrong, then how will this wrong be made right? And it's a great question, and Scripture gives us an unbelievable clear answer. Now, before I show you the absolute answer from Scripture that God gives us, I want to warn you up front, it's completely radical. It's so countercultural to the advice Jesus gives us, you will not hear it anywhere in the world today. You won't. In fact, throughout human history, the best advice that we've been given is that when you feel wrong, you deserve to get revenge. Even the great Greek philosophers, Aristotle, who influenced so much thought, I mean, and he lived 300 years before Jesus was born. Listen to what he said. This is Aristotle, the Greek philosopher. To take revenge on one's enemy is nobler than come to terms with them. For to retaliate is just, and that's which is just is noble. So if you're like me, I read that and I think that makes total sense. I mean, if to retaliate is just and what's just as noble, I mean, then it's got to be a very noble thing to take revenge. And this is not only the thought back then, it's the thought today. So what I want you to realize is how radical the words of Jesus are, not only back then, but how radical they are today. Because listen to how Jesus weighs in on the topic of revenge. In Luke chapter six, around verses 27 and 28, Jesus says, but to you who are listening, right? Because Jesus knows not everyone's going to listen to this radical advice that will make sense and make your life so much better. But he says to, to those of you who are listening, I say this, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. I mean, it's so different. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who mistreat you. It would almost be impossible for me to overstate how radical the advice of Jesus is, not only back then, but today. And you just start to read the words of Jesus and the things that come to our mind is this. Well, that sounds really great, Jesus. But what about justice? If I don't take revenge, how is justice going to be served? And scripture tells us the answer in Romans chapter 12 is the verse I want to kind of zero in on today. But please understand what is said in Romans chapter 12 is said throughout scripture by God from the Old Testament to the New Testament. But if you turn into Romans, which is in the New Testament, let me give you a little context here as I read this verse. We're going to really hone in today. The Apostle Paul wrote the book of Romans and he wrote it to the Christians living in Rome. Please understand when he wrote this, Rome was the epicenter of the world. It's where all the thinking from philosophy to ethics came from. Everything centered was based out of Rome. And Paul knew that at the time. The ethic on revenge was absolutely what Aristotle taught and what Plato taught, what they all taught what all great philosophers taught about revenge. So when Paul's going to introduce the idea of what Jesus wants us to do, he starts by saying this in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. He says, do not conform to the patterns of this world. There's patterns you're going to see all around you. And I'm asking you not to conform to what everyone else is doing. But what I'm going to ask you to do is you have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to have a completely different set of thinking when it comes to the idea of revenge. And we can just submit that maybe we need a radical change when it comes to the ethic and the idea of revenge. I mean, could we really argue today that with all the revenge going on in our world today, that our world is not getting better? Our world is swimming in this sea of bitterness. And some of us know what, I mean, we really know that all too well. I mean, we may need a different ethic to live by. But Paul tells us, do not conform to everything you see around you. All these people taking revenge and the Greek philosopher, the Roman philosophy... Don't I have a brand new ethic, right? I mean, he goes on and there's a few verses later in 17, 18, he begins to explain it to us. He says, he basically repeats the words of Jesus. Paul says, do not repay anyone evil for evil. I mean, you're probably thinking, are you serious? No, he goes on to say this. It's as far as it depends on you, because listen, sometimes it doesn't all depend on you. It depends on two people. But as far as it's possible, as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone, and then life will be good, right? And we're kind of like, okay, Paul, I mean, that sounds a little flowery, you know, it sounds like nice, like, don't repay someone who does something wrong to me, I'm not supposed to do anything, I'm just supposed to live at peace with everyone, and you're like, come on, Paul, what about justice, And you've not answered my question, how this wrong gets made right. And in the very next verse, this verse we're going to hone in on today, Paul gives us a definitive answer on what we're to do with the trap of revenge. Romans chapter 12, verse 19. Do not take revenge. I mean, does it get any more clear than that? And it's almost, he's just like, he's appealing us. He goes, he goes, my dear friends, Do not take revenge. Well, what am I supposed to do, Paul? How am I to get justice? He goes on to say this. No, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written. I mean, he just quotes scripture. I mean, he quotes it right out of Deuteronomy chapter 32. He's just, the God's law says, he says, God says it is mine to avenge. Oh, I will repay, says the Lord. I mean, there is so much richness and depth in this verse. And I just want to talk a little bit about it today because I think it's revolutionary to our ethics. Here's what we learn. If we're taking notes today, number one, we've already mentioned this, but it's right to want justice, but it's wrong to take revenge. The verse says it so clearly, do not take revenge. Do not. But let's take it a little deeper. Why do we want to take revenge? Let me think about it. Why do we want to take revenge? And your initial answer might be, well, because I want justice. And I think it's a little deeper than that. See, the reason that we often want to take revenge is because we want to deal with the bitterness inside us. Remember what we talked about last time, that anytime you reach in and you take the bait of an offense, you get trapped and it immediately puts bitterness in your heart. And when bitterness seeps into your heart, you have to deal with it somehow. So what are you going to do? And we think maybe by getting even or even going above even, we'll be stripped of some bitterness that exists in our heart because we're so hurt. And you know what's amazing? Modern science now tells us that when you take revenge in the moment, it actually does help. You know, in 2006, a group of Swiss researchers and scientists, they got together and they wanted to know what happens to the brain in our bodies when we take revenge. So they invited a group of people to participate in this research study. It was a large group and they put them some kind of through some kind of game where they got together and their job was to build up money. But be announced to them, there was a plant in the group and this one person cheated all of the other people out of all of their money, took it all to himself and he cheated them. And the researchers did something that I think is brilliant. They gave half the people the ability to take revenge against a person that harmed them. The other group was not able to take revenge against them. And the whole time that they're doing this, they have their brains hooked up to a machine that's scanning their brains exactly what's going on. And here's what's interesting. The group that got to take revenge, immediately the brain lit up in the region of our mind that controls happiness, joy, and peace. The region of, that kind of lit up, because when you get to take revenge in the moment, it feels really, really good. And afterwards, they interviewed the people and they said, didn't it feel good to be able to take revenge? And they said, oh, it felt great. And then they interviewed the people that weren't able to take revenge. And they said, do you wish you could have taken revenge? And they said, yes, it would have made us feel better. And they said, absolutely, I wish I could have. But then they did something interesting weeks and months later. They took the same group of people and they did the same research and here's what they found. The people that took revenge were not able to overcome the bitterness and the offense. And the wound that had seeped into their heart were the people who, weren't able to take revenge. It's so funny. So those people that took revenge, they found this bitterness and this offense and it was deep in their hearts. And the people they says, the people that didn't and weren't able to take revenge, it was much easier for them to step over the offense and move on with their lives. What the research found is that when you take revenge, it leaves a wound and you really can't move on. This is not biblical research. This is secular. It's scientific research. But in my opinion, I love when science finally catches up with the words of Jesus. I love it because what this research shows is that revenge in the moment feels quite rewarding. It feels feels great. But revenge on the long term never releases you from the trap of an offense. When you take revenge, you become one trapped in bitterness and it never allows you to move on. And this is what Jesus wants to get into our hearts because what did Jesus know? Jesus knew that revenge doesn't remove the pain. It actually magnifies it and keeps the pain with you. And this is where some of us want to push back. I mean, it sounds great to hear say, Jesus, yeah, yeah, you shouldn't take revenge. You should love your enemies. That sounds great. But Chris, you don't know what someone did to me. And some of you listening today, you've been so hurt and it's caused so much pain. And I just want to look at you and I just want to tell you, I'm sorry. I may not know your exact story, but I know a lot of stories, the stories of sexual abuse as a child, the stories of an affair, the wake of destruction that it left in your life, the stories of abandonment that some of you went through, the stories of harm, that even if someone could, could try to give it back to you, what they took from you, it's impossible for them to give it back. They can't. And while I may not know your pain, I want you to know I do know the pain, even in my own life. There's people I've loved that are close to me and some of the closest people in my life. And they've been abused as children and they've gone through things and I've gone through things. And even when I think about it, there's a level of rage that boils up on me. But I want, but what I know is this, God sees your pain. And what God wants to tell you today is that he wants justice even more than you want justice. And so what we are told to do in scripture, it's this, that it's God's job to take revenge and he's better at it than you. In fact, God's better than than everything than you are. Okay? so while you're thinking I'm going to dream up great ways to get revenge, God is saying it's not your job. Remember, it's, he says, it's mine. It's my role. It's not yours. I will repay. You know why? So many times we take it into our own hands because we want control. We want control of this situation. God says, it's not yours. Why? Because responding to evil with evil doesn't overcome it. It actually only adds to it. And when you add evil on top of evil, you stick more bitterness in your heart and you can't move on. And that's that's why someone said it this way. I love this quote. Before you embark on a journey of revenge, you should first dig two graves, your grave and along with the person that you're trying to get revenge against. So what are we supposed to do? I mean, this is such a key part of this verse. We are told to leave room. I mean, can you just say that out loud, right where you're listening, even if it's on the tractor ray, say it. We are told to leave room. I mean, this in the original language literally means to open space for God to operate on your behalf, to come to a, a place for him to avenge you. You need to leave the room. It's getting, it's God getting in the ring to fight for you, to fight a battle that you were never designed to fight. And when I read this first thing, this imagery that comes to me, because I'm a very visual thinker, the interior, kind of the image that comes to my man is tag team wrestling. I mean, any of you ever grow up watching the WWF or the WWE stuff? Remember this? I mean, my grandma was way into it. And she always had it on the TV. And matter of fact, one time she took us and we went to the WWF match, the World Wrestling Federation match, and Hulk Hogan was here. Randy, Rachel, Macho Man, the Savage. I mean, all these guys that you grew up with. And the thing about wrestling is there's this an event called Tag Team Wrestling. And this is what I think we're, be, we're really being told to do in this verse, is that if you're in a ring and you're against an opponent that you want to take revenge against, and God is saying, I want you to let me in the ring. Leave room for me. Would you simply tag me in? Tag me in. And that's what you have to do. Tag God in. Why? Because it's his job to take revenge, not yours. And so if you stay in the ring, do you understand you'll get destroyed in the ring trying to take revenge against whoever? I mean, there's rules in tag team wrestling. Once you tag someone in, you've got to get out of the ring and let someone stronger, bigger and better and equipped in the ring to fight on your behalf. This is what we're told by God and what we're to do with revenge. Tag God in. And you know why some of you, you don't want to do that because you think you're better at it than God. And I want to speak to just you, some of you men here listening, because today I think men struggle with this. You don't want to release taking revenge because you think taking revenge is a manly thing to do. And I want to tell you, it's not manly. It actually makes you really small. It puts you in a fight where you were never designed to be in. In fact, I'll say it this way. Revenge gives us the illusion of control. In a battle, we will always lose, always. So what do you do? You tag God in and you let him fight your battle and you step out of the ring. Here's the fourth thing we have to know. When you take revenge, you leave. You, left, you leave room for God. You come because God wants to come to your defense because you are the one owning it versus God's battle to fight it. I mean, think about that. That scares me cuz I know how many times in my own life I've taken revenge and I've left God out. And every single time I've taken revenge, it's left me better. It really has. And what God's telling me and what he's telling everyone listening, you are not a good at revenge and a revenge is not good for you. It's mine. It's mine to revenge. God's saying, "Tag me in." And I just wonder how much time and effort we've wasted in our lives trying to take revenge or dreaming up how to take revenge against someone. Can anybody else relate to that? I mean, your calling on your life is too big to want to hold on to a dream about how to take revenge for an offense in your past or even in your present. God is calling you for your future is so big. You're fighting a battle that will destroy you. Tag God in, tag him in. And I'm speaking personally because I know how tempting this is for me to sometimes want to stay in there, control the situation, take care of it, and and take what I think needs to happen to see justice. And and I'll think about how all the ways that's supposed to go. And God just presses into my heart and he says, it's not yours to avenge. You will mess it up. And, you know, it's almost as if God's telling me, Tag me in, tag me in. And I got to tell you, I've been through many different things, and that's what I've done. I haven't always done it correctly at times, but I've learned that this type of revenge is designed to destroy you. So I stepped over the offense, and I tagged God in. And he will fight the battle, that he is the only one designed to win. And I know enough of my life to know this. Every time I hand over control to God with an offense, he always comes to my defense in a way that not only makes me stronger, but protects my heart and the bitterness that can seep into my life. What about you? I wonder what hangs in the balance of you releasing control and releasing revenge. Don't you have better things to do in your life than to dream up ways that you can get back at somebody? I mean, aren't there people in your life that demand your best? Your spouse, your kids. I mean, your kids are just, just begging for a mom and dad that would get over the bitterness because they see it and, and you'll never get over the bitterness until you release your right for a revenge. I mean, you have a career that is being held back because your energy and your heart is holding on to bitterness. So what kind of story do you want to tell? One day I got revenge and that's why I'm bitter. Or I release control of revenge to God who promises to come to my defense. And that's why I'm free from the bitterness that traps so many people around me. What story do you want to tell? I know what story I want to tell. I know what story you want to tell. It's just, will you have the strength to take God at his word and release revenge to him? What are we told at the end of Romans chapter 12 on this topic? Do not become overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The only way you overcome evil that was done to you is by releasing it to God And spending your energy on something that's good. So here's my challenge for everyone listening today it's threefold. One is, I want you to name who you want revenge, revenge against, a name, a situation, and be honest. You're only as good as you're honest. And two, I'm going to challenge you to tag God in and leave room for him to act. Release it, release it. You get out of the ring because two people can't be in the ring. You release it. Let God come fight your battles. And then three, you're going to redirect your energy To something good, to a marriage, to your kids, to your friendship, to school and career, to serving in church. You know, what we're told the rest of Romans 12 is that you know where you should direct some of your goodness towards the person that did evil to you. That's how you really invite God to come into your defense. But are you gonna go with what the world tells you? You get revenge? Or are you going to trust God to fight a battle that you were never designed to fight? I'm going to pray that you step over this offense. You don't get put into this trap. And the way I want to pray is I want to invite you to do something a little bit different. If you don't feel comfortable doing this, please don't do it. But for those of you who want to release your revenge and you want to ask God to come to your defense and you're really releasing it. I want you to ask you to pray right now as you're listening to this. Unless you're driving, hold out your hands to receive with your hands open. And you just put your hands right out in front of you. And it's just a symbol to God and say, God, I'm releasing this. I won't get trapped. You have such great things for my life. My calling is too big to demand my right to revenge. And you're just saying, God, I'm tagging you in. And I pray, Father, for every person listening today that's been offended and for the person that is deeply hurt that they've held on to for so long. Today, would you give them the strength as they open their hands to release it. And God, as they release it, we hold on to you. And we know what your word says, that God, it's yours to avenge and yours to repay. And God, help us not to control what you do, but to watch you act and move on our behalf as you strip bitterness from our heart. And Father, we pray that you now, asking that you come to our defense and just make a way who we never saw a way. God, we release it to you and we ask you to move and direct our energies to the things in this world that are good. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. So, God bless you. Thank you for listening. I hope that God is stirring something in your heart. And maybe you say, oh, I don't have any revenge, but maybe you know a person who does and you can pass this message on to them. And I hope that God is with you and the favor of God is with you. You know, as we live in God mode, living a life undefeated, trusting God to be our victor. God will change everything we see and set before him. And I just pray you would do that today. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Make sure you tune in and we'll talk again then. Thank you for listening to today's message. You can hear all of Pastor Chris's messages at www.godmode.life. Join us next week as we continue on in this series. Please leave a review of this podcast at podchaser.com.